0: This is the best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at capitalfinancialusa.com. We have so many interesting things to discuss. Uh look, Chip is uh repping the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh real quick, feel good about tomorrow night? 100%. Yeah. End it in 5. Let's go. Yeah, let's we don't get, yeah. Let's, let's get this to bed and um
1: let's 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 get a nice much deserved vacation. Unbelievable performance last night. It's just so, so encouraging.
0: Yeah. So no. Nope, nobody needs to get on a plane.
1: Yeah. Positive vibes, man. It's just <laughs> it's really positive. And look, <clears throat> you know what they say about Thursday night in Rollywood? It's a baby Friday. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> baby, baby Friday can get real loud in a, in PNC Arena. So I imagine the I hope and imagine that the atmosphere is going to be electric, and it would be fantastic because um, I think I was listening earlier. When you do, this is a little bit of a reference to that, when you do end a series on the road, and, like, really, I'm thinking about the, the one that's always in my mind as a big, dumb fan is Game 7 in Washington back oh in 2019. Oh, my gosh, yes. The silence is incredible. Like, you know, like, as a fan watching from home, when you see your team go into their house and just rip it out. But we're going for positive vibes here. Yes. And positive vibes would be to end this thing in Game 5 on home ice and start to get ready for, and look, this we did not think that we would be saying at this point in the juncture in the playoffs in the Stanley Cup playoffs that we would be getting ready for the eastern conference finals with a very good chance to go play for the Stanley Cup when svetch goes down when the injuries are mounting up you're like yeah maybe we can get some breaks and now it is all there it's a uh, it's fun stuff It's it, a big dumb it, it
0: is fun stuff you've you've actually you've, you've triggered it in my mind sometimes I don't, I, th- I think about questions that I would have liked to have asked and I don't, I don't think it's a good question to ask before a closeout game. So I probably wouldn't have asked it of Brady Shea anyway, but after the fact, I do think a good question for any of these players who have been through, uh, games that they have won, whether home or on the road to end a series, which is better mm-hmm. to do. Like I know how cool it is to do it in front of your fans and get that, like overwhelming adulation, but, but exactly. So (laughs) in, in, in 2009, the hurricanes closed out the two series that they won game seven in New Jersey games, uh, game seven in Boston, man, to win those on the road. I don't, I just don't know that there's anything better than that. Yeah. I think in the locker room, they,
1: because because especially this group does such a good job of always turning the attention back to the caniacs mm-hmm. I mean, smart play honestly Oh, of course yeah. yeah make them feel loved they're going to keep coming back and making cheap, noise for you but, cheap pop <laughs> right and, ultimately like i think as a competitor cuz that's one thing that i've heard from talking to a lot of college uh, football and college basketball players that even at a young age we talk about the you know home field advantage or the home court advantage Sometimes nothing gets somebody fired up like going to play in Cameron. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's when you're going to see some of these players like really bring their all. They might do a little too much, might hurt their team in the <laughs> on the way to doing it. But yeah, I, I think as a competitor, I can't imagine that. You know, again, end this in five, but you know, ripping, ripping the game out, ripping the series out on the road, and just uh, that silence is a is a, a pretty incredible thing in live sports
0: yeah what well, I think Roy Williams has said before li- hear the silence right listen listen for the silence all right let's get to to this I, w- I wanted to I really wanted to talk to you about this when I saw the story today chip Patterson cover three podcast cbsports.com is here every Wednesday Hunter Dickinson good player really good player like second team all-American played at Michigan 18 and a half points nine rebounds big guy uh can shoot a little bit uh, played three years at Michigan. Numbers are all good. Uh, like almost 15 points as a freshman, uh, 18 points. Last two years ago, as a sophomore, 18 and a half this past year. Um, but he's transferring to Kansas. And I want to read the first quote. The people hating on me would have their, would leave their job right now for a $10,000 increase. I got at Michigan less than six figures. I got less than six figures at Michigan for the year. Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90%, give the money, and then we meet every year to, and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a Pete's spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Okay. Thoughts? Broke boys.
1: Yeah, broke boys. <laughs> I mean, this is... This, it's the same kind of issue that we say, like, when uh, when Notre Dame flies in uh, an offensive coordinator candidate named Andy Ludwig from Utah. Utah has won the Pac-12 two years in a row, just beat Lincoln Riley twice in the yeah. same year, back-to-back Rose Bowl appearances. Andy Ludwig, offensive coordinator at Utah, is one of the top um, you know, rising stars on that side of the ball. They also bring in Colin Klein. Those who are college football fans, you know, you don't even have to be that old to remember Colin Klein in his 2012 season at Kansas, Kansas State. Kansas
0: State, right. I remember the name. Okay.
1: He leads the Wildcats up to a top five ranking in the what was then the BCS rankings. He is now the offensive coordinator at Kansas State. Kansas State just won the Big 12. You fly in these rising stars and then you promote a Gerard Parker. We're just going to call you broke. We're just going to say like you just went internal promotion when you had all these stars. And when you are Michigan with the overall massive booster community and the overall massive revenues that that athletic department generates and your star player is now sort of bad-mouthing how much money he was able to get on the way out, two things here. Number one, maybe unfairly, I judge Michigan, but number two, I kind of judge Hunter Dickinson here. Mm-hmm. And Hunter Dickinson, who also fancies himself
0: a podcast host. He, did, yeah, he, he and, This news, by the way, the quotes come from him on his own podcast.
1: Yeah, I think and by the way, the po- I have not sat down and listened to the podcast. You know, I listen right. to the Kane's
0: Corner podcast. Of course you do. I, I listen to the podcast. Cover Three podcast. Yeah.
1: You know, but I, I don't listen to Hunter Dickinson's podcast, <laughs> but I have heard You know, that it's like, okay, if you really, really like Hunter Dickinson, you probably love it. I'm sure his family and friends think it's terrific. (laughs) But I am a little bit judging Hunter Dickinson for airing out all this dirty laundry. And look, he's mad because Jet Howard became the new go-to option. He shows up at Michigan, and he is a star, and now the coach's son sort of takes the alpha role from him when what should be his big season. There's a little bit of judgment there. But All that said, to bring us to where we are currently, Hunter Dickinson at Kansas could be a monster. Sure, cuz Bill Self with a good big man cuz they did not have one this year, you know, they they did a they got a one seed. Um, they did a great job within the Big 12. They won the Big 12 regular season title. Like that all of it was done without a, tradi- a good traditional big man. Hunter Dickinson can make Kansas a national championship contender with his addition and I think it was a smart decision by Hunter Dickinson to align himself with Kansas and Bill Self. But at the same time, like, bad and Michigan wasn't able to pay me enough. Like, I also think that we should bring up, does Michigan want to pay you that much if they think that your value might not be there when all things are taken into consideration?
0: All right, it gets me to this, though, with regards to Hunter Dickinson or any player. We can take, you know, his name out of it and put any player, player X, uh, and name, image, and likeness. This is clearly not the way that Everybody thought that NIL would be applied because Mm. what we're seeing, what the insinuation is here is that Michigan, even though we know it would have to be a third party, isn't paying me enough. So my curiosity is, how did his deal work? What did because you're supposed to do something, right? Isn't that double bad? So the the double bad is when you're doing it for the
1: recruits out of high school. Right. Like the Michigan needs right. to me. So I've I've heard. Um, there's a there's a no, <clears throat> There is a notable program in the Pac-12 that I have heard their approach to NIL was that we are not we have a, a great um, community. Uh, we can generate a lot of money. We can put together these packages for our athletes, but we are not going to contact them at all until they get on campus. That, to me, seems like an approach that Michigan would take, too. Sure. That, you know, Michigan being Michigan men are not going to be in the business of using a third party to solicit the information and be able to potentially arrange in advance what a recruit would be able to sign once they get on campus. Much more of a you get on campus, then we'll plug you in with all these people. Like So Michigan, to me, that's not the, the double bad. It seems more like he was at Michigan, then he started going for the NIL deals because this all happened while he was at Michigan sure. and they probably just don't have the operation up and running or the priorities are not such that they're gonna be paying for a Hunter Dickinson level talent when there could be somebody else who needs to uh needs to stay on the team. I mean, I'm gonna say this Juwan Howard doesn't have back to back Big Ten championships. And right now Jim Harbaugh has back to back Big Ten championships, and that is a university that cares more right. about football than it does about basketball. So Ultimately, like I, it is not super surprising that they were not making Hunter Dickinson a top priority.
0: Is is there another university with more alumni?
1: <laughs> I Penn, mean,
0: State. Penn State has more alumni than uh, Michigan, maybe Wisconsin, right? Right, but there aren't I mean- many. No, it's like of the of the 133
1: FBS universities, if you were to rank them by living alumni, I really do believe that 6
0: or 7 are in the top 11 all from the Big 10. Yeah, there's no question. This is, it goes back to our conversation how many months ago that ultimately the long game is that the Big 10 will be worth more than the PAC, than the uh, than the SEC. Mm-hmm. The sheer alumni doesn't matter if Minnesota is mid in football. There's you need so, somebody to be mid. Somebody has to. And he they've got <laughs> hundreds of thousands and millions of alumni at the University of Minnesota. All right, to, to another college issue. And I saw the story two weeks ago when just a little little story on ESPN kind of down the side. And it said that uh, Ohio Sportsbook pulls Alabama baseball game. And I read it. And I'm like, huh because of irregular gambling activity on an Alabama baseball game, they pulled it off their sportsbook in Ohio. And then by the time we got to the other side of the weekend, the head coach, oh, was it Brad Bohannon? Bohannon. Um, Bohannon. So he was fired. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in the story, there is a um, they, surveillance video determined... That he was involved in a phone call with somebody placing a bet in an Ohio casino. I have no clue how that is even possible, how you can determine that through a surveillance video. But whatever. Alabama decided to fire him. Then we have uh, Iowa, Iowa State athletes getting involved. All right. Where are we with this? this? What does this mean for colleges?
1: It shows the benefit of uh, legalization to me.
0: It's what I said it's, yesterday. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's like the oversight that you get from these independent companies, the sports books, the way that they manage everything. This is their business. Anything irregular is going to get flagged. And if they sniff anything nefarious, they're calling the FBI. Right.
0: Like that's it's how criminal. they determine These are it, criminal man. matters. The these Alabama are, baseball coach is involved in a criminal matter now.
1: Like, This is a situation where I see this as an example not of college sports being in jeopardy because of legalized sports gambling, but instead, like, truthfully, we we talked about this on the Cover 3 podcast today. We could be wrong, but I don't think that the – because there were football players at Iowa and Iowa State among the 26 student-athletes. That have been tied um, at either Iowa or Iowa State. They're across a multitude of sports, but there are football players involved. Sure, look, they they got IP addresses, right? Mm-hmm. You know they they might have put a five dollars same game parlay on an NBA playoff game, but they did it in the facility's Wi-Fi, right? And now all of a sudden, you're going to end up facing a punishment. You're going to end up facing some kind of suspension for a violation of NCAA rules. I think that when you have this kind of oversight, you are able to make sure that the integrity of the game is maintained because if you are a power broker within college sports, there is nothing that could be worse for you than to have the public distrust the integrity of the competition. Right? That is what you are selling when you make all that money off your media rights deals. And when you are getting people to show up to the stadiums and watch the games on TV, you are having them come believing that the outcome has not already been decided or it has not been tampered with. And so it is actually, to me, this story is a, a first, it is a benefit of legalized sports gambling mm-hmm. oversight and the regulation. And number two, my bet, get it, is that a lot of these violations are going to end up being relatively minor and not something that is associated with true criminal activity because true criminal activity in the sports gambling space as I understand it, it's not so dumb that you're going to go place a bet on the university Wi-Fi. <laughs> Except
0: that we already saw Detroit Lions players do it in mass at their facility. It's against the rules to do place a bet, even if it's not on an NFL game at team facilities. There were players involved that bet on football, and those players will have to be uh, have they to apply switched. for reinstatement for uh, after a year, so they will they will miss a year. But uh, m- most of the most of the infractions are a six six game suspension. But here's this is where and I got two other two quick things before we go. Uh, this and one more. Uh, this is where though the the average person looks at this and says the problem is because it is so easy for these players now. It's easier. I know it's so easy, but easier. Like when I was in college, there was a bookie on every floor. Literally, every floor of every dorm had somebody making book on sports because they knew nobody knew how to do it. Um, but now, for for people who don't have that, it's easier if it's legal in your state to do it. Does it not put it put more of the onus on the universities to hammer home? You cannot do this here. If you want to make a bet on the Nuggets and the Suns from your house, do it. But you can't do it here. Does this not put more of the, uh, again, the onus on the schools to make sure that it's being done correctly?
1: It does, and, you know, dad it It should because the universities are making money because of the interest in sports, and the interest in sports is in part powered by the widespread legalization of sports gambling. It is legal in 33 states right now, and that is one of the reasons why some degenerates show up and watch college football games and drive up the ratings (laughs) on a Saturday. So, like, if you're continuing to benefit from this, then, yeah, it should be part of it, and it's going to be as much a part of the education, and that's why I think that this story is going to end up being used in all of the training camps You know, it's going to end up being used as the example for every single coach when they're talking to their team the same way that they would. I mean, and look, I'm not trying to get really overly tragic about this, but the same way that the Georgia story is going to drive home a message for every single coach about what you're doing on the weekend
0: about.
1: We are the Designery North Raleigh located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you, or visit our website at thedesignery.com. Drinking and driving, about racing, about what to do with these fast cars that NIL opportunities are now affording you. Like this listen, college sports is growing in a way that is scary to many, and I understand it there are going to be growing pains. But as I've said with you for years, yes, there will be unintended consequences, but that's not a reason that we shouldn't evolve. We should learn from those consequences and try to be better for the
0: people who are out there. All right, final thing. The National Football League announced today, or was leaked, I don't know if it was an announcement, but it was leaked, that the Jets and the Dolphins will play a Black Friday game, which makes me angry. I'm not even, I'm not the college football freak that you are, Chip Patterson, but... Guilty. It's, fine, it's, it's all it's all fair uh, but it bothers me that the NFL can't help themselves Christmas Day uh Black Friday Thursday I mean do, can the college can the college uh, football establishment can they do anything about this in terms of trying to eat away at what the NFL does can we take? A college football, when we expand to 12, can we take that weekend, the quarterfinal weekend, and stick it on an NFL Sunday?
1: No, absolutely not. Look, the greatest thing about the dates of the college football, expanded college football playoff, is the fact that the quarterfinals are going to be based around the New Year's Eve and the New Year's Day, which more than Black Friday have been associated with college football for the longest time. And I do think that the most... Fun of the very beginning is going to be had when you've got those top four seeds facing off against the teams that just won in the first round on-campus matchups, and when it is just bang like one game and then triple header. But I want to
0: eat. I want to hurt the NFL here. I don't. Hey, listen.
1: Hey, 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 hey. See, hey, hey. CBS. Leave the college
0: game alone. Leave Thursday nights alone. Leave bothers me. I don't think the
1: Venn diagram crossover is as much. I think the people that would watch college football are always going to watch college football. It is I the, the group okay. is not an audience as large, but I I think that there's if there's an NFL game and a college football game going on at the same time, I think that the college football audience is so passionate about, I'll tell you what, college football band opens up. The headliner is the NFL band. College football fans are the kind that show up and leave. Okay. <laughs> I, saw, I saw Big Crit open for Ty Dolla $ign with Brian Geisinger uh, at the Ritz a couple years ago, and we didn't know who was going to open. We were there for Big Crit, and Ty Dolla $ign was there for, I don't know, 19- to 22-year-olds. We walked in, Big <laughs> Crit was first, and when he was done, we left. Okay? <laughs> I just think that college football fans are like that, and so okay. I I have given up trying to, like, hurt the NFL or snap back. It is a monster that, yeah. uh, that our nation cannot quit.
0: Chip Patterson, I can't quit you, man. Uh, at Chip underscore Patterson, Cover 3 Podcast. I'll see you later, man. Sounds good. Y'all be well.